quick heads up podcast listeners before we head on to today's podcast episode make sure to go to www.themarketingpodcast.live and check the articles we produce over there and also the blog sign up for the newsletter to stay informed as always now in today's podcast episode it's quite a different format that we're introducing and that is bringing on professionals on board who are doing different things and are in different fields so that you can also get a life perspective from different people on what they do and advices from them and also get to connect and network with them and now uh, tune in to listen to our today's guest Welcome to the Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Marketing Podcast episode 68. Now for today's podcast episode, I have a guest with me now. Um, This is someone who's into finance. She's also into life coach and has done really well for herself and uh, she's going to talk more about what she does and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the topics that affect us millennials and everyone else and that's on finances personal finance so susan welcome to the podcast thank you so much uh susan maybe you could start by uh, giving our audience a brief introduction about yourself well, okay, my name is Susan, Susan Wanjiko. Um, I'm a finance professional and I have worked in investments. I'm also a personal finance and life coach. I'm a writer and um, um, I love educating people on financial literacy and education. All right, so you've talked about your finance coach. Um, could you please maybe t- tell us about your uh, school background where where you went to school and what you studied and so on and so forth all right um so i studied in kenya of course so i went to school in um uh, kenyatta university and i took a degree in um, economics and finance that is something that i've always been passionate about i'm not one of those kids in high school who are confused about the type of course that i wanted to do so i always loved finance and majorly it came from um, while i was growing up my parents owned a retail shop um, where we lived and so from the age of around 10 11 i was able to sell when my mom was busy doing other things or my dad wasn't around i would sell in the shop and just like any other shop at the end of the day we do calculations of how much money we have uh, we've made that day how much are we gonna you know put back into the business and buy bread for selling tomorrow and milk and all that and i really really loved doing those um end of day accounts with my dad and so i think that's where my genuine uh love for finance came in so once i went into high school and um i actually got an a but I didn't want to go do maybe, you know, those, the big five, what they call the big five courses, engineering mm-hmm. or medicine. being a lawyer. I just wanted to, sorry? Medicine. 
yeah medicine i just wanted to do finance and money because it's something that uh i genuinely started enjoying since i was little so i did a bachelor of economics and finance i graduated and i have also worked in an investments firm for two years uh after that i resigned and i started my own uh, personal practice as a finance uh coach now i know you talk a lot about finance on your social media and you have this program called finance friday and you talk about mm-hmm. different money personalities and uh try and yeah. advise i believe millennials are your target on uh how yes. to handle their money now there's one problem that i think most of us have and that is uh regardless of how much we earn we tend to end up broke either middle of the month or towards the end of the month (laughs) yes yes what do you think usually happens because like every time i think we always think and it it has happened to me as well that i think to myself Mm. if i'm able to earn a bit more money then my financial problems will be over but as soon as we earn more we don't see where the money goes to where do you think uh the problem comes from um, one of the, uh, the reasons why I personally target young professionals, and I, I think that's what you're calling millennials, is because I am one. I'm 25 years of age and I've been employed for a while, and I relate. I actually relate to that phenomenon where you, no matter how much, and I love, I love how you've actually put it, it's not about how much money people are, are earning, but rather it's about um, what people are doing with money. And even as a coach, that is one of the reasons why I started that segment on my Instagram, because I realized that we spend so much time um, investing in other things. And the thing about our generation is why we are broke, if you ask me, I would say it's because we've invested more in entertainment rather than investing in education right so you'll find that a lot of our money is going to partying a lot of our our, our salary is going to um, consuming more and more entertainment so you have to subscribe to netflix and showmax and hulu literally but when someone tells you to spend some of that money um, paying for a finance course so that you can know how to better f- uh, manage your finances and also or, or to hire a personal finance coach to help you maybe get out of debt to help you come up with a five-year financial plan um, and things like those people don't want to pay for such things and so one of the reasons why I started that segment was so that the people who follow me and the people who are really interested in financial freedom, I could uh, I, I could give them a platform where they can get information. So I talk about everything, money, from building an emergency account to how to know your money personality and what to do about it, the habits to avoid and things like, I also po- give you pointers when it comes to different investment options because it's an area that I um, spe- uh, I specialize in. I'll also advise you on how to get out of debt and things like those. So what I would say, the reason why people are getting broke, the first thing is that young people are not investing in their knowledge. Young people are not investing in um, knowing how to manage because finances don't just come naturally for us. You know, you think just because you're making uh, 
you, you, whatever salary you're making that you are, you know, you already have it all figured out. But you, if you are an individual that is very uh, purposeful in your life, then your finances are one of the things that you really need to be educated on. So one of the reasons why people are getting broke, you're not educated, you don't know what to do with your money and all that. So, and I always say, Augustine, it's not about um, how much money you make. It's about what you do with the money that you have, no matter how little. So that's what I would say. Let me ask, how do we incentivize millennials to, self, to start saving up their money and looking at, looking at uh, investment options that are there, looking at insurance and uh, build upon their financial literacy? Like, How could we incentivize ourselves to get to, get to read more or understand how finances work? Uh, honestly speaking, I think it really narrows down to who a person is as an individual because really it is hard to bring someone on board who has no desire at all to um, achieve financial freedom. One of the things I keep, uh, one of the questions I ask my clients every time I or I interact with someone, I will ask you, what your five-year goal or your 10-year goal is and i will ask you if you had financial freedom because i mean why do you wake up and do what you do every day if you really really study why we do the things we do majority of us are doing what we do because we want to make more money right yeah so what exactly are we after as young people are you really interested in financial freedom? Are you really interested in, you don't just want to live from paycheck to paycheck. If, um, if, because some, we have many people that work in jobs they absolutely hate. You hate your boss, you hate your job, you're frustrated. What are you doing about that? And one of the things, the one thing that will give you freedom, financial freedom just doesn't just come with having um, enough money to do what you want, but it gives you a certain power and control over your own life. So you get to decide where you, you travel to, you get to decide where you live, you get to decide what you do for a living, you get to decide um, what your passions and your, and your aspirations can be because you're not really restricted by money, you're not restricted by luck. So one of the things that, one of the ways we can incentivize young people to really be open to that, I think it is a matter of, do young people want financial freedom? Do young people want to get out of debt? Do these people have goals? Because if a person is just walking around aimlessly, they don't know what they want for themselves, no matter how much you tell them to save or invest or to get into this, um, you know, like circles and chama groups and all those, that person is not going to, to really see that as a priority. So I would really say that it narrows down to an individual. And that is one of the reasons why as a life coach, I also help people to, 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 to come to a certain level of self-awareness and self-actualization. Because unless you know who you are as a person, then you won't really know what your goals are. And when you don't know what your goals are, you won't do anything to achieve those goals, even if those goals are financial goals. All right. So what I've understood is uh, you need to understand or you need to find a purpose on why you want to save money or what you're working towards. Like if it's uh, 
financial freedom or accumulate Precisely. more wealth. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, exactly. Let me ask, what are the investment options that might that are, are available for millennials? Say someone who's earning a uh, hundred thousand a month and they're okay. able to save, let's say, thirty thousand a month. What are the mm -hmm. uh, investment options that, that are available in Kenya? Um, what I would say uh, is that the, the investment options are massive. But you see, for you to approach the whole um, conversation on personal finance wholesomely, you need to, to, to really look at that person's finances. So fine, I have this 30,000 uh, that is coming from a salary. So one of the uh, the reasons, one of the questions I'll ask you before we even get into what are the investment options you have is if you lost that job that is giving you the 100,000, would you survive Kenya? Would you survive Nairobi or Eldoret or Kisumu or wherever it is that you come from? Would you survive? That's the first question. So what I usually tell millennials especially because we live in a very volatile country we are in volatile times currently and even i think with the whole covid19 pandemic the economy is going to suffer blows that might take years to recover right yeah and so as a millennial what you really want to think about is how secure are you financially and so i usually tell people especially for us young guys who are starting maybe you don't have a family yet you don't have a wife or a husband or kids or major responsibilities such as mortgages and school fees you need to first build an emergency fund so what i usually say is before as a millennial before you invest your first financial priority should be coming up with an emergency fund and what an emergency fund does for you is that even if you you save um uh, an amount that is an equivalent of say um your monthly expenses the really necessary ones uh, rent utilities your food and all that maybe they amount up to fifty thousand a month right mm -hmm. so how you build an emergency fund is you should have at least 50,000 for the next six months. So that means that your emergency fund should have how much? 600,000 because that is 50,000 for every month times six months. And you put that money aside because you build that money, you build that emergency fund slowly, right? So this, this so is all different your from your savings. Yes, this is different from your savings because what an emergency fund does for you is that if today, as Susan, I lost my job, right? I should be able to sustain my current lifestyle at least for the next six to 12 months. So the six months uh, mark is just the minimum. Some people build emergency funds of up to an year, right? Mm -hmm. Such that while you are still looking for a job, while you're still trying to, you know, um, just uh, restructure your life and, and know the next step forward, you're not being kicked out of your house because you can't afford rent. You're not, um, you're not in debt because you've borrowed all your friends and you have nothing left. I, I, I hope that is clear. Yeah, so far so clear, yeah. Yeah, so that is the first. I would say that that is the first. So because I'm like, why are you, you have no business investing if you do not have 
uh, an emergency fund because really what will happen is if you've just invested but you have no savings to sustain you in case of an emergency such as a job loss what you do is going you're going to um, take out your investment and get a low return because you're taking it out as an emergency you're going to lose the returns that that investment is going to um, would have generated for you if you have just left it to sit there for the duration that it was supposed to sit. So, um, but anyway, just to answer your question, I would say first build an emergency fund. Now, if you've built an emergency fund for three to six months, depending on what your preference is, um, or six to 12 months, then the investment opportunities are massive. For someone who's just starting out and is not very conversant with the investment world and you feel like that thing is uh, complicated, I would advise people to start with uh, the money markets. There are so many farms in Kenya that offer money market options. We have Britam, we have ICA Lion, we have Old Mutual, we have Zamara, we have Zimele, we have so many different farms that offer the money market option. So um, that's one of the, it's a safe, it's a low risk and as well low return. So it's not like something that's going to make you crazy returns, but at least your money is working for you. Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is yeah. when, when we're starting out, it's first and foremost, determine how much we are able to put into the, into the emergency fund. And that is to cover us for, let's say, for three months to one year. Yes. And then from there, now look at uh, investment opportunities. Exactly, exactly. And the opportunities, and that's one of the things I keep telling people, don't just jump into something. And especially in this day and age, we have so many pyramid schemes, we have so many scammers. And of course, young people are very prone to being conned because you're being told you'll make abnormal profits, you're going to make a lot of money in this deal. We really, really love deals, right? Mm -hmm. So that is where... Um, finance coaches come just contact someone who you know is legitimate in what they do ask them don't just jump into something uh thinking you want to surprise people that you know you're making money moves you're going to surprise yourself <laughs> so there's this problem that uh coming to financial coaches when you go to linkedin i've had this problem yeah. for a very long time that someone will send me a connection request on linkedin and then uh, they'll start talking to me about um, how I can make X amount of money within uh, two months or three months or three weeks or whatever. And usually it's just a lot of fluff, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people get into the trap and, you know, end up losing their money through this scam. How do you, like, how do I prove that someone as a financial coach is legitimate or is legit? Um, one of the things, maybe what I will do is differentiate for you what a financial advisor is and what a financial coach is. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're really talking about are financial advisors. And a financial advisor is someone who will come and tell you there's this investment bank or this investment firm, and this is the product that we are selling. If we, in, if you invest, or this is the product I'm marketing. If you invest in this um product you're going to make x return in less than three months and everything and one of the things i keep cautioning people from is if it was that easy to make money then everyone would be making it right right yeah 
So one of the th ways to protect yourself from scammers is to be educated and to know what are the market rates. So assuming that the money market, the general, the, the, the average rate is maybe seven to nine percent, and then someone comes and offers you 12 for 13 percent return. Ask yourself, because I know you are, I know you're also a finance person and you understand the law of supply and demand and equilibrium, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So there is no such thing as outliers in the market. The forces of equilibrium will always equalize the market, right? So these firms that are offering uh, 7% to 9%, then there's this one firm that is offering you 13 or even 15%. Which market is that firm operating in? Mm -hmm. That yes, firm is question. an outlier, you see? So, yeah, so that is one of the ways of identifying. In terms of financial coaches, a financial coach is just someone who is there to assist you maneuver. They don't necessarily represent any firm. Like personally, I don't represent any firm. I don't represent any company. So I'm not, I'm not going to be selling certain products to my clients or telling them this is what you must. All I do is give you direction and give you guidance and leadership, but the decision ultimately lies on you. The job of a financial coach is to educate you and to walk you through the journey. So generally as a coach, my job is to bridge the gap between where you are financially and where you want to be by giving you the necessary resources, the necessary advice, the necessary guidance, and also showing you how everything you need is actually within yourself because most of our money problems are not because of what we earn it's not because we have little it's because we don't know what to do or the the the, the hacks to maneuver our finances with such that you know you will find someone who earns say fifty thousand and that person has managed to buy a certain piece of land they are in investments and someone else earns two hundred thousand and they have zero investments and they have no land it's not it's not as it's not really about how much you have but what you do with what you have and how can we how can we cultivate the habit of uh living below our means because i think the problem that a lot of people have is that uh let's say you're earning 50,000 you live yeah. according to 50,000 or mm -hmm. and then let's say in a year's time you start earning 200,000 and then you start having this what is called lifestyle inflation meaning instead of still yeah. living under the 50,000 that you were living at before you start living as mm -hmm. someone who's earning 200,000 so primarily the bump in your bank account hasn't really helped you in any way because now you've switched your lifestyle but now how That's do, true. how do we cultivate this culture of saving money or being financial aware of what we are doing and the decisions that we make is there any way that we can like train ourselves or? Yes, definitely. I think it is an attitude issue. I would say one of the problems we have as young people is um, keeping up with the Jonases. So what we are doing, we are living way above our means because we are trying to prove to people that we are something that we are not, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm earning 50,000, I should be living, and, and let me tell you something, living within your means is one of the most respectable thing that a young person can do. Why? Because it is, it is sustainable in the long term. 
you'll never be one of those people that are inconsistent. If you live within your means, you it is something that you can keep up um, and it's something that you can sustain in the long term. So what I would tell young people is one of the things that we have a problem is people do not understand that your self-worth doesn't really come from how much money you have or how much you're flaunting to your friends or how much you're stunting for the gram, right? We, we, we have us, we, we've currently uh, embraced that uh, doing it for the gram kind of culture. Mm. So you just want to do things for people to see that you are, you are living a certain you know type of life but really you aren't um and this comes from not really knowing who you are and your what you see your worth shouldn't come from how much people think you earn or even how much you earn your worth as a person comes from your values your principles who you are as a person what your purpose is um on earth and who are the people that you are impacting and who are the people that you're reaching out to uh what are your gifts what are your talents how are you serving the world with that that is what real and lasting recognition is all about when we die no one remembers how rich we we were no one remembers how many cars we have when you die what really remains is who did you impact you know what did you what did you build with your life what are the lives that you touch with the gifts and the talents that 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 you have so i think it's all a matter of having a paradigm shift because unless your attitude changes about life and how you look at life then you'll forever be you know chasing after the journeys and keeping up with people so if if young people can learn to define their worth from things that are more valuable and more lasting than money then because i keep telling people money is absolutely not the life money is not the life money is just a tool so you get to use it instead of letting it define you you define it you define what money will do for you other than defining other than letting money define you as a as a person now speaking about life uh, i know you're a certified life coach and uh, you have a website called speakuptalkback.com maybe you could talk about it a little bit yeah so um the dream to have speak up talk back was birthed when i was in high school i've always been a very um emotionally aware child since i was little i was very emotionally aware and um i think around should be 11 years ago my parents separated and i was I really loved the idea of family. I loved the idea of oneness and all that. And it took me a while for me to know how much damage that had done to me as an individual emotionally. And so for the most part of high school, I was dealing with depression. And all through my first and second year of, of, of university, I also had to deal with depression. And one of the things that really helped me was really talking about my feelings and um, really getting to the bottom of why do I behave the way I behave? Why am I so clumsy? Why am I so sensitive? Like someone would say something and it would hurt me and they never really meant to hurt me, but I would be so sensitive. But the moment I started catching and really digging deep to know why do I feel the way I feel and dealing with my emotional pain and emotional trauma, I saw a significant um, improvement in my life, not only emotionally and spiritually, but also how I performed in school improved. And, and as a result of that, 
I started that blog so that at first it started as a platform where I would just write because I really, really love writing. It's therapeutic for me. And so I just started writing for myself. But eventually, as I interacted with more people and people would come to me and tell me, Susan, I read the blog that you wrote and it really spoke to me. And this is what I'm, is happening in my life. And that is one of the, the that was one of the indications that I have this gift inside of me. And that is when I started even inviting more people to write their stories on the blog and to share. Because I'll tell you this one thing. No matter how high you climb the corporate ladder, no matter how much money you make, if you do not have wellness, emotional and mental wellness, those are the things that will tear you down. I know you've heard of millionaires that committed suicide and you're wondering, you had everything. You have a wife, you have a husband, you have kids, you have companies, you have money. Why would this person want to die? And the thing is, um, it's because of some of those um, deep-seated issues that people, people do not address. So why Speak Up Talk Back is because I want to normalize those difficult conversations. Um, I think especially as young people, we really uh, pretend that we are okay in front of your friends, but you know you have that thing inside of you, that thing happening in your family or happening inside of you that you have to hide from your friends. I want to make it normal for us to talk about our emotions, for us to talk about our feelings, for us to talk about the things that um, cause anxiety and depression in our lives. Because once you talk about it, I keep telling people that your wounds, whatever emotional wounds you may have may not be your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. And it starts by shedding light on those issues. So Speak Up Talk Back is about talking about emotional trauma, things we are scared to talk about, things we are scared of addressing. I want that kind of conversation to be normal, such that you know, even if you're, especially like for men and you're hanging around your boys, you really don't want to admit that there are some things that really scare you. There's some things that really hurt you, even if you are little and now you're a grown man, but that still is still eating into you. So that is what Speak Up Talk Back is all about. And I keep saying that if I can help people um, come out of those traumas, if I can help them be able to talk about them and find wellness and healing, then I will die a happy woman. Wow, that's uh, really impressive. I mean, it takes courage, you know, to talk about certain topics like depression and like anxiety. And uh, exactly, I myself also uh, I suffered from social anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. My character is, or my personality is, I'm more ambivalent, meaning like I'm okay. fifty percent introverted and uh, fifty percent extroverted. And like when I'm in certain <laughs> scenarios where I am. Uh, where I have to interact with people for a very long time, I feel drained out of energy and I start, you know, feeling anxious and like, I want to get out of this situation. I want to be on my own and, you know, understanding yeah. that I read a book, it's called, um, I don't know if you've read it, Captivate the Science of Succeeding with People. Mm -hmm. by, no, I haven't read it. I'll actually pick it up. That's a, that's really a really good, good one. book by Vanessa Van Edwards. And, uh, Okay. She talks about understanding your personality, your character, and uh, mm -hmm. once you understand where you thrive, because if I'm ambiverted, meaning I'm neither introverted or I'm both in introverted and extroverted, I can't force myself yeah. to become an extrovert because that's how I am, that's how I grew up. But I can use that to my leverage and find out in what situations do I function better, do I function better maybe in smaller exactly. groups. 
exactly yeah yeah so it's something that i'm very 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 passionate about you see one of those questions that um i ask my clients what if you achieved financial freedom what would you do because that is something i would do without any sort of payment without any sort of recognition because i know what it is to be trapped in yourself i know what it is to be so um you know so limited by your own emotional and and the thing is that you most people live in their heads and you think you're the only one who's going through those things but the more you talk to people the more you realize people out here are depressed so you're not the only one you you surround yourself with people that are like-minded and positive and that is how you form you know this support group around you and you stop thinking that whatever it is that you're going through is peculiar or it is you know that you can't overcome it i want to show people that you can overcome and feelings demand to be felt it is okay to feel tired it's okay to feel anxious it's okay to be depressed but are you doing something about it you know can is there is there a community of people around you that you can talk to about and especially this generation we have so many suicides we have we have so many young people that are going through the most but we have no one to talk to about because the people around us we just want to talk about fun things we want to talk about interesting things no one wants to be around a friend that is depressed or anxious but that is what we should normalize because we are chasing the paper and we are chasing titles and climbing this corporate ladder but unless you have you are stable mentally and emotionally all that is for nothing because it's going to pull you down at one point or the other wow now, Susan, if uh, someone wanted to find you, maybe for your services in uh, in, in personal finance or in a life coach, someone has uh, issues with him or herself or wants to get their finances in order, where can they find you? Okay, so um, I'm very active on social media. That is on Instagram. Um, so my Instagram handle is Susan Gishuru, Susan underscore Gishuru, Gishuru, that is G-I-C-H-U-R-U. Um, and um, from there, we can just pick up the conversation. That's my same handle on Facebook as well. So if you're not on Instagram, my Facebook handle is Susan Gishuru as well. And from there, I, I usually offer free consultation services. And so for our first get to know me um, session, I don't usually charge because that is usually the session that determines whether I can work with you or I can't or whether I can help you or not. And from there, I think we agree with my client, the number of sessions and the modules that I will offer you. And that is where our journey starts. So anyone can reach out to me from my Instagram and also from Facebook. All right. I'll put your details in the description. Exactly. As well as my email. I'm sure you already have my email address. I have your email address. So any last yeah. Susan? Um, I, I just want to encourage all our listeners that are listening um, and just say that even as much as we talk about finances and investments and everything, the most um, amazing thing you can invest in is yourself. So invest in your own growth, invest in your own personal development, invest in your own education, invest in your emotional and spiritual wellness, because if you don't show up for yourself, 
absolutely no one else will. So you teach the world how, how to treat you. And, and so that's what I would say. Let's invest more in ourselves more than just investing in, in you know, other things out there that don't really um, benefit us. But above and beyond all other things, I think life is a beautiful thing. And so I'm just encouraging our listeners to keep on pushing forward. Whatever it is that you have in your heart, whatever dream that is, you have everything inside of you to press on forward and to keep on moving forward. So don't look without, just look within you and you'll realize that as long as you sort the inside of you, you have everything inside of you to become the best version of yourself. All right. Like you've heard, invest in yourselves first. Now, Susan, thank you really for your time. Thank you for coming to the marketing podcast. Normally we only talk about marketing. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was really exciting to have you and you sharing your knowledge and information with us. Um, mm-hmm. We are really grateful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. You can come back anytime. Anyway, so that's right. guys. Uh, see you guys on the next podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, class dismissed.